0: listening to WSMFF. WSMFF in the morning.
1: Hey, you're listening to WSMFF in the morning. Ah, the radio hour. Ah, it's the internet's favorite podcast. Yeah, we're gonna start it off with traffic. What's up with that traffic guy? <laughs>
0: What's going on, Alex? It's your boy Ryan in this in the traffic chopper. Looking totally sick on 78 coming in, massive backups. More time to listen to WSMFF in the morning. Back to you,
1: Alex. Hey, that's WSMFF. <laughs> That sort of hurt my voice,
0: dude. You gotta you gotta edit in with a bunch of like really annoying effects, like a a a, a, a wooga horn and like, yeah, throw a bunch of those in there. Yeah, you know when I uh back because I I lived in Tampa, there was a radio station, and when they threw it to the traffic person, they would play the sound of a car crash, which is. Probably the worst thing you could play Why? on a radio station. Yeah. So I'd be driving down like I four, and it would just be like, be like a very realistic like skirt, and then a smashing, and it was like, I was like, oh my gosh! Oh. But it was every <laughs> single time, it was just they was throwing it to traffic.
1: But hello there, dear listener, this is Alex and Ryan, and we are your hosts for Suck My Fanfic. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast. The internet's, podca- the internet's internet, podcast. internet's A po- podcast for yeah. the internet. A podcast for the internet. A podcast for the poetic soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite frankly, sometimes I like to say a podcast for the bad boys. Ah, absolutely. Who we are. The rebels. The rebels. Yes. This is the rebel podcast. So here we go. That's actually a really good name for a podcast, which I'm sure already exists. The Rebel Podcast? every name for a podcast already exists.
0: Yeah, but I bet someone had a bad concept and took the name. Yeah. Like, this show explores every hair on yeah. James Dean's head. Today, That's Follicle good. 497.
1: Either that or it's like, yeah, we can start a podcast called the rebel podcast and that started started right about 2008 i hate the government and then 2016 rolled along you're like government's great (laughs) we are not going to continue with this podcast
0: (laughs) this well no the last
1: episode of the rebel podcast podcast. and then about two weeks later it's uh okay this is the rebel (laughs) podcast and we're going to resist same people same people same people so here we are it's the rebel podcast we're here to resist mm-hmm. all forms of government all yep. forms of tyranny mm-hmm. and uh quite all frankly, forms of
0: uh, public decency yeah
1: exactly here we are ryan how you doing today
0: um i'm good i'm real good yeah it's been a while since we've sat down and done this yeah so it I has feel, we're
1: yeah. we're still hard at work at a i don't even know what to call it but super we, mystery surprise yes uh chunk of episodes for you guys chunk of chunk of episodes. we episode. honestly were hoping it would have been episode 26 and then we said no nah, it'll be episode twenty six. well we met that guy we had to yeah. dedicate the 2666 episode exactly to that guy and yeah. uh you know if it rolls around around episode 37 i think i'd still be happy with it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. here we are sitting down recording not writing or doing anything fancy just going back to our roots absolutely you know, it's uh,
0: not writing yeah. not scripting anything not wearing any pants we're going back to our roots
1: yeah, that still makes me uncomfortable. Just so you know, I gotta feel the breeze. That's fine. That's okay. So today I have a couple topics to top- talk about. Hopefully, we can get through them pretty quick. Because you know, I figured uh, we'll just kind of go through some quick fanficky news, some okay. fanficky stuff. You All know, right. not really have one set direction to go with it. And let's then do it. we'll kind of jump into the fix. Thirty Plural. minutes of analysis. Thirty so let's minutes. Do of do it. <laughs> let's get this. Start fast forwarding now. Now, yeah. Uh, If you'd like to return (laughs) to the fic, just fast forward to this time. Anywho.
0: Fast forward to two hours and 31 minutes. Yeah.
1: Two hours later. Yeah, fuck that guy, Mariah. (laughs) I can't believe it. So the first thing I wanted to pull up is we've kind of quoted a lot of authors with fanfic. So I wanted to quote an author I'm still stoked on. I'm not going to stop being stoked on him for a while, listeners. Neil Gaiman. Okay. So I think it's especially important to talk about Neil Gaiman's opinion on things at the moment. He has American Gods on Stars. Yep. Good Omens on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime, Prime Video, Blowing Up the And it was just recently announced that he's going to get his own Sandman Netflix series oh. that he is going to help co-write the pilot and that, he's also going to uh, co-produce. That could be good. Have they announced their, like a casting at all? No casting. Who David should play? Goyer is going to be the director. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that's yes. been, they've been like linked for a long time. Who yeah. Should play Morpheus. So in twenty thirteen, in 2013,
1: 2015, JGL. Do you think JGL? I do not think Joseph Gordon-Levitt should play Morpheus. I'm just saying that's who originally was tasked with the job. Could there be a, like a worse option? I feel like if we could get someone with David Bowie's soul, we would be right around where Morpheus should be. Who, if, budget's not, don't even worry about it being Netflix. Okay. Who should be Morpheus? Well, if it's Netflix, budget is not an option. They will cancel that shit after a season just because of the budget. (laughs) who should be morpheus but like even if this was a big time production mm-hmm. like it didn't matter you quite frankly i mm-hmm. feel like morpheus is just neil gaiman so i wish neil <laughs> could do it but we know that's not going to happen i also think i think the biggest casting isn't going to be morpheus i think it's going to be death okay whoever can play his sister i think it's going to be that's true I think but that's gonna you be need, the need a casting. presence I, what, yeah. what
0: about like a very pale let's say he just spends a month mm-hmm. inside a benedict
1: cumberbatch is he I have could the ghostly it? features I could see it I think Morpheus has the accent, so I could see it. Because okay. that's, that's a question. Morpheus. Has his voice. Just yeah. his voice. You need someone with a great voice. Very deep, but like soothing voice. Yeah, you can't have like Stallone be Morpheus. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We have oh, no yeah. Stallone. We have yeah. no Stallone to yeah, offer nowhere. Yeah, no, we're, yeah. <laughs> we both tried, and then we, we, looked, at <laughs> and we, we looked at each other. I, and I and don't like, in using like using a, a dream. Yeah, using a dream. He dreams of uh-huh. Adrian every night. Or it could be uh, dreams of Adrian. Fuck you. Yeah, I was going to say it could be... Arnold, we can just turn this into a whole Arnold. impression. Yeah. Arnold, uh,
0: the internet's number yeah. one impressionist podcast. Okay, Hell yeah, we're getting off track. Get out of the nightmare! <laughs> Get out of the nightmare! <laughs> all
1: right, what about Neil Gaiman? So, with the success of Good Omens, with the success of American Gods, and all of the buzz about mm-hmm. just Sandman, generally, I'm sure. uh, I found an article: eleven Neil Gaiman quotes on writing. Sure. And one of them is in regards to a (sighs) Smeagol Gollum slash fic. And he goes, "Uh, No, I don't read fan fiction. I think that all writing is useful for honing writing skills. I think you get better as a writer by writing. And whether that means that you're writing a singularly deep and moving novel about the pain or pleasure of modern existence... Or you're writing Smeagol Golem slash, you're still putting one damn word after another and learning as a writer. Wow. I think that is one of the best things. That's a the end of the podcast, right That's there. That's the fucking podcast right there. That's Thank it, you, folks. Neil. You ended us. Good night. Yeah. What do you think? I
0: think we've said exactly that. I think we've literally said yeah. those exact words. When did yeah. he say that? And when
1: did he when do I start hiring my lawyer?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he took that
1: from our I podcast. No, he took it from us. I believe it yeah, it's on his blog. Hmm. Two thousand three. So we stole from him. Well, please don't bring the lawyers. That makes me, makes me. That makes me. That makes me feel
0: like I like Neil Gaiman
1: because I agree. I yeah, agree one hundred percent. I don't too. need to talk about because yeah. I just agree. Yeah. So I no nah, thought that was interesting. If you guys haven't read any Neil Gaiman, highly recommend. Especially if you love fantasy. Uh, especially if you love uh, Gollum and Schmeagle Yeah, Yes, Gollum Smiegal. You can get through Ocean at the End of the Lane in literally a day because that's what I did, and I don't read Humble that rag. on the on the rag. Is that what you said on the rag? I said humble brag. Humble right, yeah. humble brag. Wow, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> humble humble brag. <laughs> Man, that was a throwback to the first oh, episode. The that was a throwback to the that first was, episode, yeah. right there. Gosh. Damn. If you haven't read Neil Gaiman, read him. I think he's a very positive influence in the writing world, and he also has a great Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Was that it? That you said matter.
0: there were many quotes, right?
1: Oh, there's a bunch of other quotes, but they're not about fanfic. Oh, okay. No. Some of them are just like uh, – I, <laughs> I was like, no. wow, this is a pretty solid start to this list. No, no. I quoted one uh, on Twitter, which is, I wrote, and today was a good writing day, and on a good writing day, that's all that matters. So nothing else matters. Something like that. And no, that's a great quote too. That's I, a pretty easy thing to say, the yeah. day the Hindenburg crashed, yeah. Neil. Neil. You, you self-centered – How dare you. Uh, Southern Underrated disaster, the Hindenburg. Hindenburg. It really say, was. Yeah. It's because it was Germans yeah. and no one cares. Underrated. Yeah. So this is from Kotaku. I don't know what that is. Give it to it's a like gaming, nerd culture, kind of anime okay. website, blog. All of these news organizations online are just glorified blogs. That's mm. it. That's all they are. So that's what Kotaku is, unfortunately. The title, it was written June 24th of this year. Banned from the Chinese internet, LGBT fanfiction hmm. writers find new home on U.S. website. Wow. How, how do they access it through the firewall? I have no idea. In China, writing fanfiction can be dangerous. In the United States, although some authors used to be pretty litigious towards derivative works, fanfiction writers here don't usually have to worry about anything more serious than a cease and desist. In China, creating fan works can sometimes come with significant legal consequences, wow. especially if what you're writing is homoerotic wow that's why chinese users are flocking to archive of our own a fanfic site that allows broad free expression to fans who want to write fan works including lgbt wow. lgbt fans last year the chinese novelist tiani was sentenced to 10 years in prison for publishing homoerotic f- uh, fiction oh uh, i think i heard about that yeah. and it was it was just like it was subtext right I have no idea. Oh, I
0: think I heard about
1: that. Although making and selling pornography in China is illegal, the New York Times reported that even Chinese users on the site uh, Weibo is that the, is that how you pronounce it? Oh yeah, yeah Weibo, yeah, yeah. which is basically Chinese Twitter, thought that the sentence was too harsh. Fanfiction site Archive of Our Own, frequently abbreviated to AO3, wasn't founded under nearly as dire circumstances, but its founders did intend the site to be a kind of safe haven for fanworks.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's so wait. So is like is like. Being like a member of the LGBTQ community is that illegal in China? I didn't even think about that. China has a lot of things, to my understanding, that they might not be illegal, but they're very frowned upon sure. and very discouraged. Sure, sure, sure. Do you know about their social credit score?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes your credit score go down. Yeah, I believe. Can you explain that. Real yeah, first? so For people who aren't as
1: woke as you and yeah, I, yeah, you're not as woke. Uh, and, of course, I'm, I, everything that I know about it was written, I believe, by American sources, so there might be a bit of bias there. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in totally informed— All in, American sources. Yeah, the right way. Please understand uh, my intentions are not to smear the great smear. state of China mm-hmm. or the great you know, nation of China. I'm just explaining to you what People's I Republic read. People's Republic of China, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the People's Republic—Democratic People's Republic of Republican China. Yep. Yeah. So apparently they have a social credit score system where the government pretty much tracks your movements and tracks your purchases and tracks what you're doing, and then they kind of create a social credit score. A number. A a number. have
0: Have you ever watched Black Mirror? No, I've never um, seen it. On Black Mirror, they have this thing where it's like a social media that's kind of taken over, okay. and everyone has a score. Mm-hmm. And you get, like—people can be like, oh, thanks for doing that chore for me, or thanks mm-hmm. for that sweet pick. And, like, upvotes are directly translated into a score. Very similar. And I'm pretty sure that episode
1: came out, like, around the same time, yeah. before this happened. So, for example, one of the things that they do is that if you— Typically, buy alcohol, your social credit score goes down. If you buy cigarettes a lot, your social credit score goes down. If you have a podcast then, about fan fiction. Your credit score your credit goes way up. Whoa, up? Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy. And so, uh, the way it can affect you in real time is it actually affects your mobility. And, you can't get loans. Yeah, no, literally your financial, social mobility, and your physical mobility. There was a journalist who reports against this, uh, against China, against the government. And his social credit score is obviously in the dumps, and he can't even buy train tickets to get out of his city. Yeah. So it, it limits you. It really, really, really changes the way you're allowed to operate. Uh, another example is I believe in China there's about 20 million Christians. And uh, that's actually a pretty significant number compared to other countries. Uh, percentage-wise, it's not that great. But 20 million mm-hmm. of anything is a pretty big mm-hmm, number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the there's a belief that there are you know, upwards of way more than that that aren't officially identified by the government. Sure. Because that makes your social credit score go down. That makes you look bad. You sure. can get jailed for being a Christian over there, right, which is right, 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 right. just, un, you know, it's unfortunate to get jailed for any religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't attend a church that is monitored Especially by the government. Especially one as great as, let's say, like the great Levi- church of Leviathan. Exactly, the Leviathan. I mean, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to practice that. All hail be unto he. hmm And so I would only assume that your social credit score would go down for being LGBT Mm. and in effect for writing LGBT fanfic. I can't imagine that does well for you either in the government. That's very
0: interesting. Uh, The episode of uh, Black Mirror is called Nosedive, by the way, for anyone who's interested. So that's really interesting. And it, yeah. that, that adds like a whole new layer to – because like people over here are like, oh, fan fiction's dumb. Or yeah. you just like crank it out in your room. You write it down. Bad yeah. choice of words. You write it down in your room. You crank it out. You have to worry crank about it. Crank one out. Um, <laughs> you write it down in your room. You, people like don't even think about it. It's like whatever. But over there, it's like it's like almost like an act of protest. It's like yeah. a
1: rebellion. Yeah. And doing it, you understand that there are not just social repercussions like there would be in the U.S. or yeah. possible monetary if you got sued. Mm-hmm. There are, like, actual... There are governmental... Stakes. Yeah. That changes my opinion,
0: because yeah. when I was looking for sports fan fictions, I saw a lot of Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. Steph Curry slash fic. Yeah. And it was all written in Chinese. It was all written in Cantonese. Yeah. And I was like, this is so dumb. Wow.
1: Yeah, they were brave for writing that. Stunning and brave. Wow. Yeah. I, f- I feel like a jerk yeah, now. Yeah, so then Kotaku goes into talking about just... The sort of backlash that we've had in America about fanfic, so American fanfiction writers have faced their own smaller scale instances. How often does this article
0: give me a you know power of ten? How many times does this article re- you know reference us because we're such a force in the
1: in the? Oh, you and I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's pretty much countless. There are like numerous direct. We're all of us. Yeah, okay, yeah. In 2002, fanfiction.net instituted a policy banning pornographic works and began deleting them. And then, <laughs> I believe that was because of Anne Rice, the author of Vampire Diaries. Yeah. She used to get crazy with suing people. Yeah. She's had to ease up and began deleting them. And then after a decade of more hands-off moderation, began deleting pornographic works again in 2012. (laughs) In in 2007, LiveJournal permanently banned over 500 accounts that the platform had deemed to have violated the terms of service with regard to pornography. Just last year, Tumblr banned pornography on the site, leading some artists to leave for greener pastures.
0: Well, fanfiction.net is keeping that policy up. They've got to have another purge. Do they really? (laughs) Oh yeah, for pornographic content? Yeah. It's everywhere on
1: FanFiction. Oh, on I Internet. just said they had another purge, but no, they, like, they
0: Oh no, half, half the server is not wiped. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, it's still very much there. Mhm. Over the past few i skipped a couple of paragraphs. Over the past few months, Chinese support tickets have been streaming into AO3. The site staffers who spoke with Kotaku say not uh, say they're not sure why these users have been coming in at this particular moment, but mm-hmm. AO3 is doing its best to welcome and on welcome on the why don't you ever read your fucking articles, you glorified blog? Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, people. These new members of the site, Claudia Ribaza, a communication staffer for AO3, said that they'd been observing Chinese users coming to the site in waves for the past couple of years. Generally, this occurs every time there are crackdowns on content, such as sites as. Um, such as on sites such as Weibo, where the AO3 parent organization, Organization for Transformative Works, maintains an official account. Hmm. <laughs> So it goes on. If you want to read the article, it's on Kotaku. Very bothered people don't ever read things before they post them, but it's banned from the Chinese in internet. In true fan LGBT- fiction yeah, form, it true, has to yeah, have a lot of... Maybe that was purpose. Maybe it's a whilst, masterful yeah. uh, article. LGBT Incredulously incredulous fiction- banned from the Chinese internet. Wild LGB- the government cracks down. <laughs> <laughs> LGBT fan fiction writers find new home on US website. Really interesting. Give that guy. Give that a look, you guys, if you're interested in it. I just thought that was I thought that was crazy to think that something that we find so trivial or weird or freeing, depending on who you are in this mm-hmm. country, and other countries, can you know get you jailed. It's, da- it's a it's dangerous, dangerous thing. It's literally dangerous to write that. And you know, whereas in the past when fan fiction was shared only on email threads, you had to be invited to, mm-hmm. or mailed, or shared at conferences, or, or shared written at in meetings. the sky. Yeah, written in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now it's very different. But back then. In America, when all those things are going on, you, you know, you feared for your social reputation, and you feared for the 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 threat of getting sued. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you ever really feared of getting jailed. Yeah, I mean that yeah. doesn't. No, no, absolutely not. No, so it. Even today, I mean, it, you know, I I hate it when people say, you know, it's 2019 folks, but it's 2019 it's, folks and people are getting jailed for writing homoerotic slash. Fic. It's
0: I think this just goes to show like how out of the norm cuz like we live in a society. Yeah. We live
1: in a society. We live in
0: a society. Well, you know, like nerd culture is, is cool now. Yeah. And I was listening to an interview the other day and they're talking about Yeah nerd culture is huge. Like all the hot girls want to be nerds yeah. and all the the guys want to go see Avengers yeah. and all this that and the other but still, fan fiction is still lame. Yeah. It's, it's still, still lame. lame. In a world where the number one movie... In a world... In a world where the number one movie is Avengers... And they can't pass Avatar. Has, has Ant-Man as a main protagonist. Yep. The number one movie of all time. Except for Avatar. Yeah, well, The Last Airbender, here, comes, here comes that uh, re-release. Night here comes
1: that dro- fire re re-release. re-release already dropped. It's not going to beat it. We'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: We'll see what happens when I get a day off. All right. I'll watch it a couple times. Okay. But in that world... Fan fiction is still, still lame weird. and nerdy, yeah. and people eh, a little don't, uh, hesitant to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then, then you go to a country where like stuff like that isn't
1: cool, mm-hmm. and it's, it's literally, literally illegal. illegal. It's literally illegal. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I'm on Twitter and I people are like podcast recommendations, and I'm still that shitty person <laughs> that will recommend us. And sometimes someone's got to do it. Sometimes I've gotten reaction from people like, um, I don't really like fan fiction. Yeah, that's what turned you off, really. You don't like fan fiction okay come on you watch Game of Thrones yeah. season 8 you like fan you fiction. like that's get out of here speaking of which I don't have it pulled up but that's one thing we could talk about too George R, R. Martin said that George he, R. R. Martin R. R. Martin so that he thought that the internet was toxic after the release of the season 8 finale I, I see how he can see he, yeah 100 way. yeah, yeah. But well, the people were like, "Fuck you, George. You deserve it. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. He literally wanted more seasons. <laughs> thought it could go to season thirteen. He literally didn't. He didn't make it. He had no part in making. HBO it. gave them Kate Blanchett. They would have given them any money they asked for. They would have given them five more seasons if they wanted it. No, but you have Jorge
0: Armatine.
1: And he now gets Fuck the, you, George. Yeah, he gets the, the yeah, brunt. He gets, yeah. The brunt of the barrage. The brunt of the barrage. And now I feel bad for him because he has all the pressure to write a good ending to the books. He's got no pressure. No. He's been writing that book for eons. Eons. If it's not a fucking masterstroke of genius, I'm going to be disappointed in people you, George. Will, people will have forgotten by the time it comes out. it's so so. something else, yeah. Mm. So, like, uh, last, last topic that I wanted to talk about okay. before we move on to the fix. It sort of sums up everything that we've been going on on about, Uh but is authorial intent versus the death of the author? Mm. That's sort of the scholarly way to sum up what we talk about on a weekly basis. Do you want an insight into what that means? Yes, please. I'm waiting with bated breath. Death of the author or authorial intent? Authorial intent still creates divisions today. Some people fall on the side of Barth. So there is a entire paragraph i skipped so barth's probably in that is barth's a person i believe it i believe so okay they think the intention of the author is irrelevant and books will always be up for new interpretations I'll to like some that. extent i agree this is i'm reading the article that's not my opinion where's
0: this article hosted again i'm sorry this is
1: dueling libraries dot, dueling dot net authorial intent and quote death of the author dueling librarians that's nice. pretty cool that's pretty yeah, cool that's a, a cool name for a, a website This is what makes literature classes and book clubs fun. Everyone has their own takes on what has been experienced by all. I cannot tell you the number of my English classes that devolved into students arguing about what the author really meant in any given scene. On the other side of things, it is ludicrous to completely deny that authorial intent is important. So Death of the Author basically explains that once the work is out, the work speaks for itself. Anything that's canon is written. Anything that's not canon is not written. So just because J.K. Rowling comes out, uh, Rowling comes out and says Dumbledore is gay, she would have to write a novel about it until Dumbledore is in a and it has relationship. To be her or, specifically
0: it has to be the original author. It can't be like J.R. Tolkien, Tolkien's son writing about. Well, it. that's
1: when you still get into death in the author, and literal death authorial and intent. Author, yeah. yeah, because the thing is, our um, Brian Herbert's Dune books canon. Because Frank Herbert did not write them, mm. even though they took Frank Herbert's notes and ended it the way that Frank Herbert wanted to end it, he did not write that book. The mm-hmm. two books that ended it. So, are those canon? Does Brian Herbert someone have, who says has Arthurial, authorial intent. authorial intent would say nay nay? Authorial intent would say probably not. Okay, death of the author would probably say probably. What if nay. it was the intent of the author to write those books? He didn't exactly write it, as they were. Yeah, but it was his
0: intent. It's in the names and the title. No,
1: trust me, it becomes gray areas. It's like there's a there's a story. I don't know if it's true. It might just be one of those stories that everyone says is true, but isn't. But it's with Ray bad Ray Bradbury, his distant cousin, terrible author Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury just awful books. Ray, but bad- what a bitches. what a rebel! Yeah, what a rebel! He wore a leather jacket I mean, he, all the time. Uh, he, he burned books. the founder of the Rebel Podcast. <laughs> Did you know that? Ray Bradbury, not Ray Bradbury, no, not Ray Bradbury apparently he has a story where he was at a conference and someone walked up to him and made some comment about like oh did you make the curtain blue because it reflected this 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 and then he said no i just wanted it to be the color blue and then the guy said no you're wrong it's to reflect his depression or something like that and that's that to me is that little you know that little story sort of sums up this argument where it's death of the author and authorial intent if ray bradbury who wrote the book Mm -hmm. told you that it didn't mean anything does it mean anything Mm -hmm. can you completely discount what he said to say that you're right or that your interpretation is correct
0: i feel like the people who are falling on the side of authorial intent are the ones who have like a rock in their shoe about the whole thing and they're like oh no no you can't think that because this and this and they're like they're sticking to dogma are you saying authorial intent or death of the author? Authorial intent because I have no problem I have no problem with saying whatever the author says is right is right like I have no problem with sticking to that but the kind of personality mm. who would go around saying like yo you can't interpret this just seems like the person who would be gravitated to authorial so are you, intent So you are you death of the author? Yeah I mean I'm all about really? I'm all about you can interpret it. Wow. That, that that's like part of the fun of it. And it may be contradictory, but I think in some cases, like if an author writes something, I'm like, I'm on board. I think I go about both ways. But I'm not going to
1: impose that on everybody. If you think it means something else, that's totally fine. See, that's interesting. Unless it's meant to be up to interpretation, I'm very authorial intent.
0: What, What distinguishes something that's meant to be up for interpretation versus something that is not?
1: Well, I feel like if there's an ambiguous ending where you're sort of supposed to conclude it. It has to just be the ending? It can't be No, either. but like, you know what I mean? If there's something that's intentionally ambiguous, mm-hmm. it's like with an HP Lovecraft to work, he doesn't describe his monsters that often. Mm-hmm. And not the scary ones. Not the ones like the big baddies for the most part. So you're up to interpret what it is. I'm not you, talking Your brain creates the scariest thing. Oh, I'm not even
0: talking about like imagery and stuff. I'm talking about like I... I'm saying I, that for an example. I have no problem with someone who's like, Cthulhu was actually yeah. global warming. Yeah. Like, I've got no problem White with White walkers? Take
1: with it what you will. Do whatever you want. So you so, so your death of the author, you think that once the book goes out, it's up to interpretation. It doesn't matter what the author I says. I think
0: I don't – if someone buys the book, they paid the money, they can take whatever they want from it.
1: Well, they can take whatever they want for it, but I don't know if that's the uh, objective of interpretation the of the book. Is it about the objective of the author or just –
0: Is that the objective of the the piece? Like, I guess it comes out. What is the Mm -hmm. original? Yeah. What is the intended author? I don't think. Well, it's also
1: sort of an uh, art from the artist sort of thing,
0: right? Oh, I'm I'm all like, if you go see a show, you go look at a painting or whatever. Like, whatever you take from it, Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: going to change that. But I feel like a painting, especially an abstract painting, has more room for interpretation than a novel.
0: Sure. I know, but I, I think you can write something with your own life experience. Yeah. And then hand it out to the world, and then someone else can take their own baggage into it and get something different.
1: I think no matter what, if you put something out there... As an author, your interpretation is going to die at some point to sure. some people. Sure. But I also believe that you can't totally discount authorial intent. Nope. I don't think so either. I don't believe that. Yeah, but that's, so that's when you get into the question of J.K. Rowling. Is is, is Dumbledore gay? I've never read the books. Mm-hmm. Is Dumbledore gay in the books? Is he ever expressed that way? Is, is his sexuality ever even discussed Maybe in the books? some
0: people read it that way. Lonely old man living in a tower with a, yeah. a fabulous flame bird yeah. and a penchant for young men. Maybe. Maybe that's how they read it. I didn't.
1: So you didn't read it that way? No, I did yeah. not. Because
0: some so many people I talk to, who like, oh, well, subtextually
1: this. I'm mean, like, I don't read subtext. I just read text. I guess I'm dense that way. I don't know.
0: I mean, so, it's some some things lend themselves more to something. Some things are some, things that are,
1: subtextual. But... Things that inspire whatever
0: my life experience was inspires mm-hmm. me to read into the subtext. I've
1: never been a boy wizard before. Yeah, that's true. So I was just like,
0: yeah, wands and stuff. Yeah, are wands tight. are pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But I just think that is an interesting discussion, interesting question, Very interesting. and I think that lends itself to sort of what we discuss like I said on a weekly basis. Sure. Especially when it comes to fanfic, is it up to interpretation? Can I change it? Can mm-hmm. I make it something that I want instead of what the author wrote? Yeah. Or do I have to keep it canon? Do I have to keep it I think the what fact the that fanfiction
0: exists answers that question.
1: You think fanfiction is the genocide of the author? Yeah, pretty much. There you go. That's that's the episode title: fan fiction genocide of the author, <laughs> authorial genocide. But it's I
0: mean it's not in a way that it's like the author is wrong. No, a lot of a lot of pieces, like some of the ones we've yeah. done recently, are inspired and they they mm-hmm. take the tone from it and they they go down that. Yeah, they
1: don't change anything. They don't read into subtext. They literally continue the story. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also I think there's something very Western about uh, monetizing and owning a story. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, because I don't think there is. Mm -hmm. But I think that does sort of lend itself to the system that we have. Because if you think about it, especially with really, honestly, before the printing press, for the most part, most stories... Thanks, Gutenberg. fucking Gutenberg. Guten bitch. uh, Most stories were handed down orally, oral traditions. There's a really, really big... Uh, movement right now in the anthropology community to take down as many oral histories as we can until those stories are dead because people aren't giving oral histories anymore. And hasn't that, a, hasn't that been the case for a while now? It was like, well, we got it. Yeah. That like the origin yeah. of all books and
0: stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to get
1: this down. What did you say? Down. Dude,
0: that was cool. Right. That, that was down. really cool.
1: Write that down. Yeah. And so that's sort of why, especially if you read mythology, like Nordic Greek mythology, you go through and there are all these different interpretations of what happened because there's an oral tradition and just, the yeah. stories get passed down differently. Someone adds some Oh, yeah, flair. Greg Someone tells it so well. Like, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. That Homer guy's so good at telling yes. fucking stories, dude. Go listen to his ass. Write just, that shit down. Dude, that guy would Put just... Put that shit in the chat. He would just cut up at the... Pub. Oh, he was yeah. so funny. So oh, fucking dude, good. you gotta talk to Homer. Yeah, that course he had with him, that was so Shoot. sick. They wore masks. Oh, my God. So I just, I think... It's almost, like I said, there's almost something Western. There's almost, I I guess, something inherent in our values about owning and containing a story. That's what we do, man. We own land and we own stories. That's it. And so I think that sort of deals with authorial intent. When you have something that's an oral tradition and you hear the story, it's not that person's story who told it to you anymore. They heard it from
0: somebody else. They heard
1: it from somebody else. And so you're just retelling it your way. And so maybe that's what fan fiction is. Maybe writing fan fiction, you're tapping into thousands of Years of tradition of taking someone else's story and writing it the way you'd like oh, to. Oh, isn't
0: that what you've said before? Is that like the best authors are the best readers because yeah. they they take and they borrow and yeah. they take all these things? Yeah. It's all a tradition. It's just instead yeah. of being spoken, it's now written.
1: Yeah. Neil Gaiman, had. A, I was reading a Twitter exchange he had where someone said something about their comfort books, books that they reread at least once a year, and they said that they have five comfort books. And he goes, man, you only have five? That's really sad. <sighs> Man, that guy. I like to
0: think that that tweet didn't even involve Neil Gaiman. He was just like scrolling through Twitter, and he was like, "Only five. About to flex on these asses." (laughs) It's like two hundred followers. Neil Gaiman just comes in. You only have five. I got twenty. Just drops a nuke on this person's inbox.
1: That's like I don't know why. Still, whenever I finish a book or I read, I'm always like, I'm flexing on someone right now. (laughs) I'm flexing on someone. I'm
0: gonna go outside see a homeless person. Be like, I just read a book.
1: What like, have you done today? Can I have some water? Yeah. Water, please. But that was my that that's, was, an yeah. that's an easy flex. Yeah, it's an easy flex. So that was my that was my other topic of conversation. So that was, that Good. was sort of where I want to leave us. I have 2 fix for today. I couldn't you know, we couldn't give 2 fix 2 for 2 fix 2 for Tuesday. We couldn't have an episode so close to 4th of July and me not read something 4th of July related. Okay. So this first one is called "I Want You to Join Me in Bed." Parentheses, Uncle Sam times reader or uh, X reader. Uncle Sam fanfiction. Uncle Sam fiction. Uncle Sam fiction.
0: Ah, oh.
1: it's on Wattpad. What is the? Uh,
0: can you explain explain to me, Uncle Sam? So, you know, we always explain, oh, this is Yu-Gi-Oh! We yeah. take, like, six hours to explain it. Yeah. Briefly explain Uncle Sam, and how could
1: you write fan fiction about him? Does he have, like, a personality? Oh, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, the UK has Britannia. Britannia, right? She's the the... The uh, personification of the land, of the people, of the government, of the nation, the okay. nation state. So I think Uncle Sam is sort of our personification of the United States. I believe he was created somewhere in the mid-1800s, maybe even the 1830s. Okay. And he sort of became this personification of America. He's got the uh, the starry top hat, the blue suit. He's the blue got blazer. The white he's got striped hair, yeah. pants. He's got striped pants nice. for fucking sure. He looks like Colonel Sanders a little bit. He's got a white
0: beard and mustache Mm and, like, longer hair.
1: I will say, uncharacteristically for Alex, I didn't want to alienate our international listeners. So that's why I had Uncle Sam join them in bed. You know, you can feel (laughs) his warm embrace as each American does every night. Absolutely. America's kind of wrapped up in a bunch of different countries. So I'm sure everyone in some way, shape, or form gets into bed with Uncle Sam Uncle Sam's, he's getting around. That's what I'm saying. Nice. Yeah. But no, I didn't I didn't want to do a full Uncle Sam or founding father fic, not to alienate anybody, to mm-hmm. keep it interesting, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want people to see 4th of July I want to just go, "Oh, well, turn that one off" because quite frankly, the United States does not have one Independence Day. We've got 365 baby. Hey, that's I'm right. I'm free all day every
0: 365. day. 365.25 Independence That's days.
1: exactly what I'm saying. So, I'm not going to limit my freedom to one day, Ryan. Sure. We will have the freedom to talk about Uncle Sam joining you in bed. And I think, I think that's beautiful. God, I love this country. Yeah. He also uh, got very popular. The, the Uncle Sam, the I want you to join the army, came from a, I believe, a bond poster hmm. from the I want you to buy bonds. It wasn't even I, I want you yeah. to join the armies. I want you, I want to, you buy to buy American bonds. bonds. Yes. Yes. Because that was how we... Supported. And for our international listeners, bonds are secret agents. Yes. They're normally called you know, 007s. There's a 007. There's mm-hmm. a double 008, mm-hmm. 009. It all depends on how much money you give for the bond. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he kind of just hangs around your house mm-hmm. and does chores and stuff. Yeah. But actually martinis. Yeah. Uncle Sam has always sort of been a caricature where that was like the mainstream look of him. It's yes. A, yeah. It's a very yes. hyper-realistic drawing. Yes, yes, yes. After, oh, it's written by It's Emma, actually, on Wattpad. After a hard day's work, you finally reach your apartment, who you share with your boyfriend, Uncle Sam. <laughs> you walk into the living room and you see that he is naked while on the phone. <laughs> he sounds angry. Honestly, this whole time I just want to give big middle finger to China because we're talking about Uncle Sam doing you. This this could get us jailed over there, buddy. This would be the ultimate fan fiction. Who someone who lives in China, yeah, who would, write. who would go to jail, right? He sees you and licks his lips and yells, "I don't care, Donald Trump sucks." I don't. I don't. Maybe it's I don't care, comma Donald Trump sucks. Mm-hmm. But the way it's written was I don't care that Donald Trump sucks. He then hangs up the phone. He turns around to you. What? I love Donald Trump, you scream at him. He stares at you angrily. Oh, so you're cheating on me with a guy whose hair looks like corn? You stare at him, shocked. I would never cheat on you, you yell at him. You both then start to yell at each other. But after a while, you both stare at each other in silence. You both then start making out. Okay. After making out with each other for three hours, he says to you, <laughs> I want you to ah! join me in bed.
0: Fantastic.
1: He then carries you bridal style to your bedroom. He strips you. After he strips you, he grabs a jar of pickles and rubs it on your nipples. <clears throat> you moan in pleasure. Oh, it. He then gets a stick of butter and shoves it up your vagina. You start moaning crazily. I have a vagina. After he did that, he licks your clit trying to get all the butter. You moan That's an more.
0: American thing to do. It needs butter. It needs butter on this.
1: <laughs> Uncle Sam finally got all the butter out of your vagina, which is probably good, because you shouldn't have any food yeah, up there. Yeah,
0: you could get a nasty infection.
1: Then he shoved his wiener in you. You moan, and he pleasures you with his wiener. After a while, you both reach your climaxes, and he falls on top of you. He whispers in your ear, it was a good fuck. You both then fall asleep. <laughs> the end. <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, Chris is number one. Not as descriptive as I wanted. <laughs> I wanted more detail. I wanted a star-spangled climax. It, but maybe that just speaks to the relationship between the American people and Uncle Sam. We get really mad at our country. We he get angry. Butter
1: in our vaginas. But then all he has
0: to do is give us, you know, butter in the vagina. Give us his wiener. Give us the wiener. <laughs> butter in the vagina. And it's so rote at this point that it doesn't even need description. It's like, oh wow, our government's terrible. Give us an apology. Give us a tax break, give us a
1: this, and we're like, okay, I love you again. And yeah. then Uncle Sam just passes out on top of us. When we have a good fuck, happens all over again. We we were sitting there like, wow, I really love making love to my my one and only, and mm-hmm. he just turns. It was a good fuck. That's right. Like I thought we made love. I thought nope. it was important to you, Uncle nope. Sam. Back back to the uh back to the political interest groups. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's the story. <laughs> that is the story. Yeah, what'd you think?
0: Yeah, again, for something that lacked any description whatsoever, I could I could
1: viscerally vision, envision it in my head. Maybe for yeah. better or for worse. I will tell you massive criticism. Why don't you spell check? Why <laughs> don't you grammar check? <laughs> there was, it was,
0: that's a positive. That's a classic written. fan fiction. It's on Wattpad.
1: True. It's on Wattpad. That's
0: true. Yeah, Wattpad itself, which is yeah. kind of like a misspelling right yeah. there. I love the creative energy, though. I, I loved there. the thought. Like, I had never thought of uncle sam fan fiction
1: until you started this there you go why was he naked on the phone who was he talking to i don't know we Someone. never got to see him in his uh you know his trademark outfit he was just already kind of ready to <laughs> ready and raring to shove the butter up our. China. i
0: totally pictured him wearing the hat though. yeah he's naked all oh, the whole time he's naked That's wearing sweet. the hat and then just like super Did jacked he get
1: butter all up in his beard i didn't even picture that up? part no i didn't picture yeah.
0: i just think he's jacked oh he's yolked. yeah he's fucking like old yult. man shredded
1: yeah he's got he's you know he's lifting the freedom for everybody you know i don't know <laughs> lifting up tyranny something like that i'm sure there's something there we could read into it if we wanted to sure so that was the the obligatory july 4th fanfic good very good I'm sorry
0: that it was short happy 4th of july everyone and for everyone who it's just another day i mean happy 4th, well, of, I mean, july happy 4th of july yeah
1: but yeah. uh, to americans it should be happy independence day but like i said we have 365 That's so correct. just happy 4th of july happy 4th it's a nice reminder what of you know what went on right 200, uh, or I guess it'd be 2019 years ago, What mm-hmm. went on. <laughs> <laughs> so, to not do something 4th of July related, I was thinking about what I wanted to do this week, and I said, damn, you know what I really loved as a kid? It's Jimmy Neutron. Oh, um, got a blast. Bark, 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 bark. Nice. So we're doing Jimmy Neutron. Ryan, please explain to me what Jimmy Neutron is. James Isaac Neutron. Is it Isaac Neutron? That's his middle name. That's really good. Is a
0: boy genius, Uh, much in the vein of like a Dexter's Lab. Um, It was like a 2000, 2001, 2002 movie. Um, It's a boy named Jimmy, and he's got a bunch of friends, Carl and Sheen. His dad is Hugh. His mom's name escapes me right now but he's just a genius and he goes on adventures he's in like mm-hmm. elementary school he well, it flies in a space movie. starts with the movie starts movie where they battle the Yokians. yes so are they, they in this fic
1: they are not okay no I don't gotta so. explain them that's all of weird. the adults get abducted by the aliens and mm-hmm. the kids think it's totally fucking rad they and, go to retro uh, yeah. retroville yeah Ultra and, Man Park yeah war. and then they just basically realize uh kids of America whoa well. that was so fu- dude as a kid that song was liberating that, that song banged that song banged it was almost as good as what's news banged. could we do
0: What's this Scooby-Doo, that song, yeah, mm-hmm. and like
1: Sean Paul's Temperature, somehow got yeah. it. Those were just on the, Well, Proud Family, too. I'd kind oh, of throw that yeah. in there. Proud Family. That yeah. was a cool-down jam. I it was. Like, yeah. yeah. That was when you're getting slow with your honey, oh, drinking honey. some chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's bringing me back. Bringing me back. So I decided I would do a Jimmy Neutron fic. Jimmy Neutron had his friends Carl, mm-hmm. Carl Weezer. My scapula. My scapula. And Sheen, what was Sheen Estevez. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Estevez, he was in love with Cindy Wa- Whopper? Who's this, Jimmy? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Sheen was in love with Libby? Libby. Libby,
0: yes. There's, a, there's an episode where they go to the like to Egypt and they go mm-hmm. to the pyramids. Great episode. Yeah.
1: I also love the one where they get superpowers. That's a straight-up Avengers-like yeah. inspiration. Totally, yeah. Totally ripped off on that one. I also remember when they did the first episode, I didn't realize it was going to be a TV shows with, with the jeans. It was it the pants? The pants that attack? Yes. In the movie, fun fact, in the movie... Oh, Jimmy, actually, in the movie canon?
0: Jamie Neutron wore shorts oh, because did. they had a bigger budget and yeah. they could animate the contours of the shorts and the legs. But in the show, he had jeans. Is that a real easier, fact? It was easier to animate. Is that a real fact? That's why he wears
1: jeans instead of shorts. Are you just saying that, or is it a real fact? It sounds real. It does sound real. Yeah. Damn it. I was excited. Point I to that me was where amazing. that's wrong.
0: He does wear je- he does wear shorts in the movie okay. and jeans in the TV yeah. show.
1: I do believe he's also voiced by a female. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but he had an outside lab. It was underneath his uh, playhouse. Or whatever, yeah, yeah his- and his parents
0: don't know. No, his parents
1: genius. know he's smart, but don't realize how smart that he, he is. Got like yeah. a big lab. Yeah, I-, I rewatched the getting ready for school scene just to uh, from the movie just to sort of prepare for he gets that sweet mohawk he gets that sweet mohawk he has the robot that ties his shoes brushes his teeth yeah he's a model of the solar system makes his bed for him Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah he takes a massive facial when he tries to brush his teeth yeah (laughs) and uh, he's got a dog a mechanical dog named Goddard Goddard. named after Robert Goddard the American father of rocketry there you go yeah and Goddard is like a motorcycle and basically everything and then he poops on the stoop and he poops out lug nuts yeah just button nuts that's probably
0: that's probably a an issue like a critical de- yeah, like default can't failure be good for him. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna fall apart.
1: I also played the PS2 game. You know, the remember the little—is that the one where you go through like the pyramids and at the end you have to fight your evil self? I do believe that was a PS2. Game, I played
0: but... the the PC version of that game. And there's like one where you have to fight like a giant
1: you here in the rocket ship. Is that the game you're talking I'm, about? I don't think that's the game I'm talking. I'm talking about what are those things called? The the weevils, the twonkies the Attack of the Twonkies. Oh, okay. That's the game that I played. I did not play that one. Yeah, it was so cool because you, um, you had to assemble, you had to find parts to assemble inventions and you would use them to fight the Twonkies. Okay, so it's very similar to the yeah. game I played, yeah. Yeah, that's a great game. Yes,
0: because you got dropped in like a level. Mm-hmm. And they're like sandbox size levels. Yeah. Pretty linear. But then you had to like find the inventions and put it, yes, yes, yeah.
1: yes, 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 Yeah. So there was that. And it was right around the same time as uh, Fear of the Parents. They had a crossover at one point, actually. Mm-hmm. Also, Miss Fowl, I mentioned it. One of the greatest characters ever. Yeah.
0: Cool! Jimmy! And Shane!
1: So this fic is on Archive of Our Own. It's written by Zepuka. It's called My True Feelings. It's written in the first person of Jimmy Neutron. (laughs) So the way that they characterize Jimmy is a very adult way to characterize him, where Mm -hmm. he's sort of like this, like over analytical scientist and i thought it was an interesting take on the character because it's not really anything that's sort of like addressed well i mean he kind of he's not like a funny character he's just funny because like he's around like,
0: yeah like carl and sheen are kind of the comedic yeah. relief but he's like he is very serious he's a analytical
1: so it makes yeah. sense carl is obsessed with llamas loves llamas sheen is obsessed with ultraman ultraman and sheen didn't get his own tv show a spinoff oh yeah he was in outer space yeah. or something yeah. it
0: was wretched real quick i've read a lot of jimmy neutron fan fiction You've read a lot of... Yes. Okay. I just so, want, that, that's my experience. Like I, okay. am not, I am no stranger to the Jimmy Neutron So maybe you know based. this one already. Probably not. I read a lot of the crack stuff, which was hilarious. Okay. Hilarious fanfiction. This is serious.
1: I listen to the tap, tap, tap of my fingers on my keyboard as I type out a complex equation for a Vox to evaluate, which is like Siri, basically, in his laboratory. The rhythmic beats match the beating of my heart as it pounds with adrenaline. This moment, right now, as another invention nears its last step of completion, is ecstasy for my soul, fingers tingling with excitement and the numbness from typing so long. I at last hit the enter key, completing the formula and instructing Vox to initiate the construction sequence. My brain is practically buzzing during the time I wait for the process to complete. Each and every number, variable, and determination matrix runs through my mind once more as I double, triple, and quadruple check my calculations to pass the time. Each time, the math checks out. Math doesn't lie. My math is correct. And there is, therefore, nothing that can go wrong with this invention. The sweet ting of the timer let me know my invention's construction is now complete. I anxiously approached the synthesizer, which used to be my mom's microwave until I, uh, enhanced it, and I depressed the lock release button, my breath catching in my throat as the door swings open. There it was. My magnificent invention. On a platter in the center of the turntable rested a tiny white ellipsoid, looking well, unimpressive. I'll have to change that. Have Vox give it some color or a bit of a shine. Something that gives it that, Wow, Jimmy Neutron's a total genius flair. Appearances aside, this little baby was going to solve my slight academia problem. Vox's voice broke into my aesthetic ponderings with the report, Possible Truder Detected Unidentified and Rotund Humanoid Approaching Clubhouse in Erratic Patterns Initiating Defense Strategy strategy 314159 Pi in 10 Seconds Vox, stream security video, I command, briefly stepping away from my new gem of an invention to assess the external situation. The instant the video load feed loads on the screen, I issue another command. Vox, abort defensive strategy 314159Pi and direct our guest inside. Command acknowledged, canceling defensive strategy and activating the wormhole. Panicking, I cry out in protest. Wait, Vox, no, the wormhole hasn't been properly beta tested yet. Abort! Note to self. Fix bug in Vox's algorithm selection function. If before you test the wormhole, you got to buy a dinner first. That was one of the worst jokes I think we've ever made in this That's period. a Rick and Morty joke. Oh, is it? Remember when they go through
0: the wormhole? Um, it's the episode where Rick and Jerry go to the plant together. And you're like, ladies and gentlemen, we are now entering the wormhole. Huh, at least buy me dinner first. And he says <laughs> that on the way in and the way out of the wormhole. That
1: is so good. Okay. <laughs>
0: Just because Justin Roiland said it makes it funny, that's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Plan B. Goddard, go out and bring Carl inside safely. I instruct my reliable robotic dog, who shortly returns with my rotund friend and Sheen. Hey, Jimmy! Oh, this is a this is Sheen. I can't remember how to do a Sheen. Voice. Hey, Jimmy! It's like just like frantic, like you just drank a bunch of purple oh, force. So so do up. not get into your Rick voice on this. One. Hey, uh, Jimmy, uh, hey, Jimmy! Uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy. Uh, I was just on a. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Jimmy! I was just on my way to spy on Libby Libbylicious, but then I saw Carl walking around all funny. Did you mutate his feet again? Can I see? My hyperactive Hispanic friend inquired. The reason for Carl's serpentine path traversal was quite apparent to me, a genius. But before I formulated a proper response, Carl answered for himself. No, uh, no, I just can't see where I'm going. I accidentally broke my glasses and my new pair won't arrive until tomorrow. Hey, what did you dye your hair blonde? Uh, Carl, there's a broom. That's a broom. I'm over here, Sheen corrected. Oh. I'm sorry your vision is compromised, Carl, I expressed my sympathies, but was too excited about my new invention to dwell on the topic of his eyes any longer. Beaming with self-satisfaction, Check I Chekhov's
0: eyes, it's coming back.
1: Well, gentlemen, you're just in time to witness my Neutronic Skill Enhancer. My loyal minions followed me as I led them back to the microwave-turned-neutronic-synthesizer <laughs> and pulled out the newly-formed pill. Uh, you know, Jimmy, for something that's supposed to be enhanced, it's kind of small and boring, Sheen blurted, nearly spewing some spit on it. Ma, where is it? I don't see it, Carl complained, scrutinizing an empty flower pot that had once held my girl-eating plant experiment. I had to dispose of that one after it found my photo stash of Betty Quinlan and ended up eating so many photos it became too large to manage. I still theorize that Vortex had something to do with that particular incident. Carl, over here! I called, waving him over with a nod of my head. Do you remember the episode where they had to go in the dreams? Yes, and like they went into uh, Carl's dream, and there was a bunch of llamas. Was there anything
0: scarier than that lima bean to you as a kid? Lim- oh, the like the crazy yes. lima bean that was chasing. Oh, oh my yeah, God. I totally didn't remember that. Yeah, dude, Betty Quinlan was bae. Look at that. She was Bay? Look damn. at that. Yeah, dude, Betty Quinlan totally spilling the tea in this picture. Oh, dude, Betty, <laughs> Qu- <laughs> Betty Quinlan <laughs> looks like uh, Kylie Jenner. She does look like Kylie Jenner. Dude, tell me that's not a freaking Kardashian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Betty Quillen's a fucking Kardashian.
1: Oh, okay. I'll just follow the friendly chocolate ice cream cone over there. It sounds like you're behind it. Carl, that's Jimmy's chocolate whippy dip hair! Sheen exclaimed, <laughs> laughing. He just called you an ice cream cone! Ha 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 ha! Ugh, this was taking too long. I settled for retaliating with a mere glare of anger in Sheen's direction and proceeded with my layman's tea- Uh, termed explanation of my invention. Mm. This Neutronic skill enhancer will have the temporary effect of augmenting the skill it has been formulated to target. For instance, this pill will give me a boost of creativity and poetic writing skills. So, I'll once again be able to top the scoreboard at school, even though this assignment is poetry. Mm. Ah, but Jimmy, don't you hate poetry? Carl inquired. Sheen gave a similar protest before I was able to address Carl's. And you nearly delete all of mankind! Except Orchalode, of course. (laughs) The last time you tried to use science to improve your creative writing skills, didn't you nearly delete all of mankind? Guys, trust me, I ran the calculations multiple times on this one, and I'm using the principles of biochemistry this time, instead of nanobot technology. Well if you put it that way, CAN YOU MAKE ME MORE LIKE ULTRA LORD? Sheen burst, shaking me by the shoulders until I consented to grant his wish. Okay, okay, I can make you a pill if I just adjust the formula to accentuate your, uh, crime-fighting ability? I offered, though in reality this would probably only make him even more ADHD in the end. At least the effects were only temporary, and with Sheen's imagination, he'd probably convince himself that the bill had succeeded.
0: Do you remember that episode where they played like kickball or baseball? Yeah, and he like made bats that only yeah. hit home runs and gloves that yeah. only caught the ball. Only dingers. It sounds like uh, this sounds like yeah. something similar.
1: I this like this interpretation of Jimmy Neutron almost makes me feel bad for him because he's like so, so his friends so, are above. so below him. Yeah, he's like yes. so above everybody, but he's just like living with it because of his age. Mm-hmm. That's that's real life, right there, friends.
0: All got, once he gets to college, and he's yeah. off. He's off.
1: He's going to be in college in like eighth grade.
0: Well, he'll, he'll, the thing is, he'll always find people are below him. He'll be an isolated yeah. genius if he keeps treating people the way mm-hmm. he's treating them. He keeps true. looking down on them. be like, ugh. Here come my minions. Well, see, I don't.
1: That's true. I don't. The way this is written, the way that this is written in the show, he doesn't act
0: no, like that. No, 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 no.
1: But a very nice guy. This is written very different. Maybe
0: this is. Uh, maybe this is what he's been thinking the whole time. Yeah, Jimmy puts he's just a great actor. Damn. Add that to his list of accomplishments.
1: Uh, "'How about me, Jim? Can you make my eyesight better until my glasses arrive?' Carl timidly approached and inquired of my lab coat hanging from the coat rack. "'I'm over here, Carl, and sure, you could definitely use the eyesight boost.' Yeah, why didn't he give him LASIK? Yeah, he could have done that in five what the seconds fuck, dude? and fixed
0: his scapula. Jeez, yeah, Jimmy,
1: always fix the fucking scapula. What a jerk! I strode back to my keyboard and quickly whipped up a couple dozen more equations to target and simulate the other areas of the brain, instead of the creativity sector I'd targeted for my own. For Sheen's, a little reality bending enhancement, and for Carl's, simple, just a tweak directed at the optical receptors. Can we talk about, too, how he had a rocket that didn't need to be, like, pressurized or any sort of air when he would go into space? Do you
0: remember that episode where Sheen asks that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, Jimmy, why don't we have to, why don't we have to, why can't we breathe in yeah. space?
1: He goes, oh, very interesting. Let me and explain they it. Yeah. they cut away. Yeah. And then it cuts back. And he's like, wow. Yeah. I think that's actually the Twonky episode. Yeah? Yeah, because remember they go in the meteor? Oh, uh, shit! Sure. Yeah, and they, like, fly to the meteor. I think it's where the Twonkies come from. Wow. Jimmy Neutron's just flooding back to me right now. Mm -hmm. All all the spaceships in the movie were carnival rides.
0: Right, right, right. Well, the Yokians rode around in giant egg carriers. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, and they rode around in carnival rides. Mm -hmm. And they had the one that always got sick.
0: That's where his rocket came from. It was one of those little rockets that moves back and forth. Oh, yeah. And then
1: he turned into an actual rocket. Mm. Pretty soon, we all had a pill in hand, and I instructed them, for maximum effectiveness, it should be allowed to dissolve completely under your tongue. Got it! Sheen yelled, sticking it in his mouth immediately and beginning to chew. Yeah, boy. That's how I handle it. No, Sheen, I... Ick! Gross! This stuff is nasty! Sheen yelped and spat out the fractured pill into his hand. I looked to Carl for reassurance, but even his iron stomach couldn't seem to handle the taste. (gasps) Yeah, Jimmy, I think I'd rather not see for a while. Hmm. I hadn't considered the taste aversion when formulating the oral administration, I thought, over possible solutions, and pretty soon the ideal one came to me. I still have some vials of concentrated flavor serums from when I made the ultimate candy. Carl, why don't you grab a couple vials from the shelf over there while I reconfigure the synthesizer to inject the extracts into the pill? That was another episode. That was a great episode. You know what my favorite episode was? What's that? The absolute best one. The one where he made the permanent winter. Luck, 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 yeah. Luck, 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 yeah. Ooh, Ooh, caribou! caribou! Yep. Yeah. I remember the caribou. Yeah, it's stuck in my head forever. so good. I, I will die. I love the
0: Halloween one where he didn't have a costume, so he made a machine that turned people into the actual things. That's good. That was a good episode. Yeah. That was a Halloween special. When I was a kid, I didn't go out with friends. because I no. didn't have any. I would watch the Halloween, all the various yeah. holiday specials.
1: My favorite holiday special was Jay, um, Fairly Odd Parents Christmas. Which one? He wished for Christmas all the time. Oh, yeah. You told me this. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one.
0: This is a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, the ultimate Christmas present. Yeah, yep. that's that's my uh, mm-hmm. Christmas everyday thing. It's snowing in Burbank. Yeah,
1: this way re- off
0: topic. I'm so sorry. no, no. We're
1: good. We're good. This required quite a few new equations and commands to correctly instruct Vox to make the pills with the additional flavorings without compromising the integrity of the pill. I got so caught up in my work and the tap tap taps on the keyboard that I turned out the sounds of Carl and Sheen talking behind me. Uh, oh. what flavors did you get, Carl? Sheen demanded. Oh, uh, I I don't know. I couldn't read the labels or anything, so I just grabbed some vials. Here, let me look. F-R-U-I-T-Y. Fruity! I want that one. Give me the next one. (laughs) M-I-N-T-Y. Minty! Wait! I changed my mind. I want that one. Okay, what's the last one? T-R-U-T-H. Truth! I changed my mind. I want that. Hey, wait a second. What the heck kind of flavor is truth? Yeah, I don't know. No, we can get that one to Jimmy. You can have the fruity one, Carl. Can Sheen not read... I, uh, I guess they're making Sheen, Sheen? Well, they sound like a dumbass. Is he illiterate? Oh, thanks, Sheen. I love fruit. They remind me of picnics in the park with Jimmy's mom. You remember Carl's in love with Jimmy's mom? Yeah, he wanted yeah. to smash. He wanted to smash. He wanted to Mrs. Robinson type smash on yeah. that one. <laughs> Trudy, that was her name. Trudy.
0: Trudy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Dude, Sheen said, nearly speechless and awkward horror cookies the lemon ones completing my calculations i called out to my friends who were fighting about who knows what okay load carl's flavor bottle into the injection duct within a minute carl's pill was ready likewise i instructed sheen's flavor to be made next then finally my own cheers my friends soon we will be infinitely better at our respective skills for the next 18 hours I toasted, raising my pill before placing it in my mouth with a flourish. I hope he's got truth, so he's going to write poetic justice. Puking Pluto. These pills really did taste gross, even with the flavor addition. Perhaps there was a clog in the flavor tube or something, because frankly, I can't taste any of my candy serum flavors. With a cough and a sputter, I ran off to get a glass of water the moment my pill had dissolved. When I returned to Carl and Sheen, I was pleased to find that despite the poor taste, the pill seemed to be having the desired effect. Carl run, runs towards me and proclaims, I don't look exactly like a chocolate ice cream cone anymore. Just mostly. And Sheen is engaged in mortal combat with the broom. Die, you straw-headed demon, Sheen battle-cried, giving the broom a good or too. I roll my eyes at his antics, then begin to usher them out of my lab. You have a good night. Enjoy your enhanced skills. I'll see you in school tomorrow morning, I call out after them. Alone at last. Now to tackle that creative writing assignment.
0: This guy's a super genius. He can't even handle, a, like, a fourth-grade creative writing assignment. Exactly. He's got to do poetry. He had to cheat. He had to, like, invent something that would change the history of the stem. world. Yeah.
1: It is bliss to chop, invigorating to kick, this power of force. These are my feelings, in high haiku form I'm reading. I love Taekwondo. I listened to the last two stanzas of Cindy's extremely long haiku on her feelings about various martial arts. Extremely long haiku? Is that possible? I think it's supposed to be a joke. Okay. About various martial arts, tapping my finger impatiently against my desk. The sound is drowned out by the whoosh noises Sheen is making from his desk. No doubt pretending it's some sort of aerial device for his superhero travels. I check my watch as Cindy bows to indicate the completion of her performance. I've still got three minutes until the effects of the skill enhancer wear off. That was bull- interesting, Cindy. Miss Fowl complimented, my arch nemesis. Just you wait, Miss Fowl. Really? My poem will blow Cindy's away. You'll see. I now want an American Psycho Jimmy Neutron.
0: Yeah, I do
1: a thousand math equations every morning. <laughs> I pulled out my, my ray gun and compared it to his. I was angered by the way that his look compared to mine.
0: As long as it ends with him killing Jared Leto. Yes. Preferably in Joker. Anytime Jared Leto dies, a man Yes, please.
1: Thank you, Miss Fowl, Cindy said with another bow. Then she turns to me with a smirk that silently Mm -hmm. screams, Top that, Neutron. I merely glare, my Neutron. Oh, I will, Miss Vortex. I will. Vortex. Vortex, That was was his name. Now, let's see. Uh, Continue with our presentations of poems about how we feel. The eerily bird-like teacher looked even more like she belonged in an aviary as she craned her neck over the list of presenters to see who was next. Elbows poised at her sides like she was ready to take a flight at any moment. Next up is Jimmy! Please come to the front room of the classroom! As
0: a a parent coming to parent-teacher's conference night, how would you feel meeting this insane person? How would you feel about them like caring, like being your you know children's supervisor essentially mm-hmm. for a long period of time? I wouldn't like it. Well she literally flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah. to get there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no way. No, she's not gonna be the teacher. No way. I would rather have Ned Schneebley be the teacher. Mr. Schneeble The fake Ned Schneeble yeah. being the teacher. Yeah?
0: I've touched your kids, and I'm pretty sure they've, they've touched, touched me. me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gladly, Miss Fowl I respond as I grab the poem I wrote up Sunday evening And trot up to the blackboard I glance at my watch one last time Guess I'll have to make this quick For I only have 20 seconds left before the skill enhancer wears off Clearing my throat, I begin to read A virus threatens to smite me The virus of Aphrodite That vile yet pleasant ailment That of love which does Uh not relent Uh Uh-oh, here comes the truth flavor It came upon me without warning And holds me even now on this morning a love so sweet i'd put honey to shame i cannot even escape the thrill of her name oh i feel a tingling sensation as the effects of the skill enhancer wear off Ooh. the effect temporarily renders me unable to speak as my mind tries to reconcile the changes that just took place in my brain note to self fine antidote to the side effect When I find I'm able to speak again, I first take a glance at my classmates, for they've been eerily silent despite my dramatic pause. The sight is unsettling, for not only are they gaping in awe, but the look in some of their eyes, the look in Cindy's eyes clues me in that something is off. I quickly stand over my poem once more, truly taking in the meaning of what I wrote, each line causing my eyes to dilate more and more in horror. Holy Heisenberg! What the heck had I written this? Or why the heck had I written this? I calculated all the variables, all the equations. How could it go this horribly wrong? My thoughts are interrupted when Brittany suddenly cries. Well, don't stop, Jimmy. Keep going. It's so romantic.
0: Oh, he's wooing all of the Is Brittany the Kardashian? Uh, what was her name? <laughs> like Betty Ann or Betty, something? Yeah, yeah. No, no, not even. Uh, uh, Quinlan. Quinlan. Well, who's Brittany then? Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs>
1: Brittany It's,
0: it's Brittany Tanelli.
1: Brittany Tanelli. Oh, Brittany God.
0: <laughs> I remember her. She looks like the um, – remember that smile? Big-ass smile. You watched uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, right? Of course. Remember that creepy, big,
1: smiley guy? Yeah, yeah. She looks like his kid. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, remember that they had the, uh, the soda fountain that they'd all go to as kids? Yeah. He'd ride Goddard like a scooter.
0: Yeah. L- give her a thick Italian. Give her a Joey Wheeler Italian accent. Joey
1: Wheeler! <laughs> Brittany Tonelli! <laughs> Brittany Tonelli! Well, don't stop, Jimmy. Keep going. It's so romantic. Oh! I want to uh, fuse these fix. Well, don't stop, Uncle Sammy. Just keep going. <laughs> it's so romantic. What a good fuck. Brittany's...
0: <laughs> Brittany Tanelli's middle name? Shapiro. Britney
1: Shapiro Tinelli. 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 I feel the heat rise in my cheeks as the consequences of what I just read start to unfold. Butch stands up and yells, I always knew you were a pansy neutron. ha uh-huh. ha. That's an extra wedgie penalty. My posterior seems to chase at the very thought of it. Be still, my chafing posterior. Oh, here's another Britney line. Oh, stop, Butch. I think it's sweet, Britney exclaimed. So what is the name that makes you so thrilled, she asks me, regarding me much differently than she used to before. Wait, did she just wink at me? What was going on? Oh, please, Cindy snaps, finally snapping out of her temporary stupor. We all know he follows Betty Quinlan around like a little lost puppy. Why don't you go and read it to her and spare us before we barf? It's not Betty. She glares at me like such a thing would be a horrible crime against nature and slumps down in her desk, looking almost Mm, defeated. Someone's jelly. But for what reason? Someone, but I'm not sure who, since I'm still visually assessing Cindy's reaction, begins to sing the classic taunting song, Jimmy and Betty sitting in a tree. Q-I-S-A. Why'd you stop? What were you singing? The Kissing in the Tree song.
0: So sing it. Betty and Jimmy sitting in the tree. Q-I-S-H-I-N-G. First comes love, first goes. man. Quishing? Kissing.
1: What? A quishing? What are you talking about? At this, my embarrassment meter exceeds my maximum threshold, and my mind contemplates the fight-or-flight signals my adrenaline is giving it. It ultimately decides on the flight option. Before I, was saying, I realize what I'm doing. I have flight-or-flight flight symptoms Yeah. yeah. I'm running out of the doors of my classroom and clear out into the playground, choosing a solitary swing to escape the harassment and sort out my thoughts on the horrific poem my own hands wrote. Swinging out. Swinging out, James. Sighing in humiliation and dreading the moment I'll have to face my peers again, I drag myself back towards the entrance of Lindenburg Elementary. As I approach the steps, I realize I'm still clutching my abomination of a poem, and surge in and in, a, and in a surge of terror, rush to the trash bin at the bottom of the school stairs, crumple the paper into a wad, and chuck the incriminating poem into its billowy depths. Finally, feeling a touch more at ease, I begin to ascend the stairs, only to bump into a humanoid obstacle—a female humanoid obstacle, a blonde-haired, green-eyed female humanoid obstacle, Cindy. As each new detail dawned on me, my dread returned exponentially, as did the blushed color of my cheeks. Keeping my head low in the hopes my distress would go unnoticed, I try a simple, excuse me, Vortex. Poetic and polite, pinch me, Libby. I think I'm dreaming, the blonde vixen commanded. which somehow, blonde vixen? Damn. Whoa. Which somehow managed to make the back of my neck tingle despite the harsh tones that laced her otherwise pleasing voice. The girls continued to giggle, so I attempted to slip past them and into the relative safety of the school building, then stopped dead as a haunting realization hit me. If they were coming out of the school just now, that meant they'd seen him throw his trash in the uh, poem.
0: Throw Throw him trash.
1: See him trash his poem. Mm -hmm. Stealing a quick glance backwards, I know that the females were regarding me with confusion, but still giddy over their last jab, and apparently uninterested in the garbage bin. Now would be the only time to make my escape. I'd have to take my chances with the trash poem, which seemed to have gone unnoticed by them. (laughs) The trash poem. The rest of the day, nay, the rest of the week was unbearable. I suffered immeasurable teasing from my classmates, Cindy being the, being the primary culprit, of course. Why are they teasing him again? Because he's in love and he's in elementary school and you can't do that. Betty Tinelli seemed to like yeah, it. Betty Tinelli! When I was in elementary school, uh, we were at an assembly and they were playing All You Need is Brittany Love tonight, by the Beatles. Sorry. Yeah, Brittany <laughs> They were playing All You Need is Love by the Beatles. And when I was singing along with it, everyone thought I was weird. You were. You're not supposed to know that when you're in elementary school. It's really mean. I like the Beatles a lot, so it's whatever. I finally found the culprit behind my close call with the public confession. Carl had grabbed the vial of experimental truth serum for my flavoring, an oversight on my part, both to place the truth serum adjacent to the flavor serums and to trust the half-blind Carl to grab the correct ones. One would think that by now I'd learned not to jinx myself and say nothing could possibly go wrong because every single time an unknown variable... Pops in, mixes with a little entropy, and causes near-catastrophic side effects. To think I'd nearly confessed my love in front of the entire class. Wait, I love her? That can't be right. Mm. Those feelings must have been a side effect of the truth serum. Yeah, that's it. Did Carl accidentally put a little love potion, 976-J, in my flavor serum, too? potion number A nine. quick scan on Vox's inventory levels showed that no love potion had been lost. It was just the truth serum. Could this possibly mean his true feelings were... Epilogue. Oh, uh, what epilogue epilogue so cindy what'll it be truth or dare <laughs> libby <laughs> asked playfully as the two kicked off their friday night sleepover cindy mulled over f- that for a little while and responded confidently dare hit me with your best shot
0: libby <laughs> perfect
1: i've been saving this one all week libby exclaimed then rushed over to her duffel pulling out a crumpled piece of paper yep. that looked like it'd gone through the war yep which war? What do you mean, the war? The Great War. The War. The this took place between yeah. war war I World War One and World War II, two, yeah. where they just referred to it as the war. Cocking an eyebrow inquisitively, Cindy asked, What's that, Libs? This, Libby replied, brandishing the dirty paper before Cindy's eyes, is Jimmy's poem he wrote for class last Monday. Libby exclaimed in triumph, and I triple dog dare you to read it out loud to me. Mm. Surprised and indignation surprise and indignation written on her face, Cindy demanded, What? Where did you get that? I looked all over for the school for that. What? Oh you did, did uh, you? Oh. Taunted with a knowing smirk. And just why did you look all over for it? Hey, this is Truth or Dare, and I've already picked Dare, so you don't get to ask me that. Girl, I don't need to ask you that. You reeked of garbage all week. I knew you were dumpster diving <laughs> trying to find where Jimmy chucked it. Laughing nervously, Cindy spun another lie. What? That's preposterous. I would never... Oh, save it. Just read the poem already. Mm. We both know you want to. And speak up. I want to hear each juicy word of it. Speak up, Chironi. Nervously accepting the paper from Libby's hand, Cindy meticulously flattened it out slowly, anxiety growing with each stroke. It's true, the curiosity... Anxiety anxiety growing with each stroke is a line that belonged in the Uncle Sam fic. It belongs in every fanfic.
0: Anxiety growing. The
1: curiosity was overwhelming, yet at the same time, she dreaded finding out just who Jimmy felt so strongly for. No doubt, it was Betty Quinlan. Of course, but still, Cindy didn't want to have that little detail affirmed. And then, at the back of her mind, there was that little spark of impossible hope that dared to dream, despite the odds, begging her to read and see if there was cause to hope. But what if she read instead shot it down that hope would be forever extinguished and she wasn't sure how her heart would handle that
0: oh girl here you go you better read that poem finally
1: gathering up the courage to look she hesitantly raised the paper to eye level and began to read with marked anxiety in her voice i'm enjoying this like a lot a virus threatens to smite me the virus of aphrodite that vile yet pleasant ailment that of love which does not relent it came upon me without warning and holds me even now on this morning A love so sweet, it put honey to shame. I cannot even escape the thrill of her name. Her eyes pull me in with emerald intensity. Her hair captivates. It is my golden density. Her neck calls to me with flesh alluring. Her lips tempt me, irresistibly inviting. Her beauty is overwhelming, yet I hide my stare. Her intellect intoxicating, yet I dare not declare. Mm. For I fear she will not accept me. I fear she'll think herself above me. So with each achievement I boast, hoping she'll notice me most, I try my best to prove I am worthy, despite knowing deep down I'll never be truly. Will I ever be good enough? Will I ever be brave enough to earn her affection, to proclaim my affliction? Will today be that day, the day I will say that out of all of the fairer sex, I will never love any more? Then Cynthia Vortex. End of Zepuc. Oh!
0: Barbara! I knew it was coming all the time, but wow. Nice. I yeah,
1: like, like that. Like,
0: boom. Then she, like, looks in the camera, <gasps> and then the movie ends. Whoa! Yeah. Also, I like that.
1: Also, much appreciation to Zapuka, like, very uh, impressed, because at the end, there's a note section, and they, like, back up everything they do. So it's like girl-eating plant experiment. The girl-eating plant ex- experiment was featured in the Jimmy Neutron movie. It was depicted <laughs> chomping on a photo of Cindy Vortex as yes. opposed to the picture of some fellow male classmates. Nice. Photo stash of Betty Quinlan. From the episode League of Villains, Cindy expressed annoyance multiple times upon finding them in various locations in yes. Jimmy's lab, and one in his rocket. Didn't you nearly delete all of mankind the last time you tried to use science to improve your creative writing skills? Episode Return of the Nanobots. So they they cited themselves. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's the first time we've come across something like that. That's a super fan. Well, yeah. that's like kind of like the Anthony Bourdain they have. Yeah. They cited. Yeah, okay. some yeah I, guess, I guess that would be the first. time. But this time. is this yeah. is like
0: this person just watched the box set collection yeah. of the whole All series. Of yeah. Neutron. Yeah. Man, I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. That that was such like a throwback. Like I would have read that in middle school and been titillated. I'd Been like, ooh, because it has so much of that like excitement. That like, yeah. Oh, like I also I just loved at the end of the like, Cindy's reading it. She's like, yeah. He's like, oh, th- this is it. Because if he yeah. likes Betty Quinlan when he's nine, that's it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm through. Yeah. It. I, I don't know. Just
1: it When was you're really a kid, you're well we like, I like her. I don't know if she likes or dislikes me. But I know that if I tell her I like her, then we won't be friends if she doesn't like me. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's that perfect uh, like, it. kind of
1: bully crush. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I
0: didn't remember until I was reading this how much I liked that relationship. And... Um,
1: yeah, no, I think it really just captures that, like, middle yeah. schooly so much. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing about Cindy. Jimmy likes her because she's smart. Mm-hmm. She's, like, his academic equal, almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I, this has nothing to do with it. I just remember the episode where he made the instruments that play themselves, and they had the band, and then they split up. That's a great episode, too. <laughs> fuck, why <what> do I... <laughs> <laughs> you played yourself you instrument. Played yourself. Oh, yeah. No,
0: and then... Um- it, but they're bringing up and they're talking the, the truth serum the truth mm-hmm. serum and then Cindy lies because yeah. she's still lying she's not under the impression yeah. of the truth serum but she's more in tune with her feelings because she knows yeah. that she's after she she James yeah. but it took Jim Jam taking the mm-hmm. truth serum to understand it, which brings me to my question so I already did my my praises and yeah, my yeah, yeah, criticism yeah. But I guess I'll have to think of some if there were a truth serum like this mm-hmm. would you take it? would you take a truth serum? well what's the point? just, just like would you would you do it? Would you be afraid to? What's Would the you point want of
1: to? It? Well, I'm saying, what's the situation I'm stepping into? How long does it last? What do you got to hide? Well, you're just twenty four hours. Like, you I'm, wake up, you don it, and I'm you a just pretty go honest person day. to begin with. Well, I'm
0: thinking now. Okay, explain that before I impose my thoughts. Okay, go ahead.
1: What do you mean? I'm you just no, no. I'm just keep going. No, like I'm I'm a fairly honest person. You wouldn't you
0: wouldn't be you wouldn't think about like because who knows like this circumstance. Okay, truth serum. I'll just you know I watch Netflix all day. Who cares? I'm not like yeah. talking to everybody. No. But at this kind, of, this in this instance, this kind of truth serum, kind of it, it like forces you, yeah. it like brings the everything yeah. out of you.
1: I think the only time that I ever like lie or get close to like telling any lies like that is to um, save people's feelings from like my true opinion of things. Sure. So I I could feel I feel like the worst occasion to take a truth serum for me would be going to a, like a family event with my like big family my extended family right and being around everybody Mm -hmm. and like normally i'm i'm pretty contained i don't really talk that much because i'm just like uh if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all Mm -hmm. and sometimes someone will do something or say something or just and i'll just be like what a fucking stupid thing to Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. that would probably be the only time it would get me in trouble Mm -hmm. but i don't think i would care like like i'd I'd be standing there like yeah i'm saying what i want (laughs) to say you know like i feel empowered i'm not I'm not uh, hindered by, oh, my God, I don't want to hurt their feelings or, oh, my God, I don't want to come across looking like a bad person or a mean person. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I obviously like to think I don't care what other people think about me, but obviously we all care. And obviously sure, sure, sure. we say or do things to make people like us or to try to seem more approachable. So if I, I the only thing a truth serum would really do to me is, like, kind of make me put my walls down and it'd be mm-hmm. like, you fucking idiot, more than I already am. So would you, already would, you want, like would
0: you want to do that? Would you do I, that?
1: If, if like I wouldn't go out of my way to do it, but if someone were like truth serum, I wouldn't be like, "No, the world's over." I'd be like, "All right, people are going to know what I think, and this uh, interesting. this is going to be an interesting turnaround interesting. for all of us." See, I feel like a lot
0: of people say, "Oh yeah, I take a truth serum." Oh no problem, I'm an open book. But like yeah. secretly, like you give them like a blind test, but I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a truth serum. What do you have to hide i don't know i don't want to know what's, what's down your real there? thoughts on what me, what, ryan? What, if, what if i took this truth serum and then all of a sudden i'm i'm saying i'm in love with cindy vortex That's a good where, point. Did, where did that come from would you take the truth serum and you're like alex you cabbage
1: <laughs> you, <laughs> you are you cabbage
0: you always been cabbage yeah, you trash just like your
1: father just like jay-z <laughs> you're trash you're cabbage alex yeah so um, that no, would hurt that would kinda no, hurt if you no, did that so i wouldn't no. if i took a truth serum i wouldn't say that good boy hell yeah i'd be like ryan you're my boy hell yeah that's pretty much it yeah mm-hmm. i don't there's really not much to like yeah i don't know I'm pretty honest to you so I don't know kinda I don't have know. to be when you're reading Spongebob Bill Clinton fanfic to each other It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know all the walls come down, yeah, um don 't have much to hide, yeah, did you have any
0: criticisms just from reading it?
1: honestly i don't have that many i I like the fact that it was really, really grounded Good in cliffhanger. It was good cliffhanger. It was good writing. I like the fact that it was grounded in the, the show really well with all the references. A lot of callbacks. It's, yeah.
0: This, this fanfiction was nice because it's almost like just nostalgia. Yeah. Like, I don't need to read yeah. 100,000 mm. volumes of Jimmy Neutron fanfiction to get this. I could pick no. this up and be like, oh, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. That. This is filled yeah. with member berries in the this best is, way.
1: Yeah, in the best way possible. And the only thing, the only criticism I'd sort of have is what we said at the beginning where – Jimmy's almost written like he's above everybody in his head. And I don't think Jimmy's character is like that in the show. Mm-hmm. But... We don't know what he was like under the influence no, of yeah. the truth serum. Or he could have yeah. been like,
0: oh, you guys are the best. Yeah.
1: The truth serum. Just it's booze. Yeah, it's ah, booze. You guys are my yeah, best guys are friends. so fucking cool, like, you guys Jimmy.
0: Know, you guys are awesome. Cindy, can we Cindy, smash? I love Cindy.
1: <laughs> love her. Cindy, you're so too... You're, you're too cute to kill yourself. <laughs> when I get drunk, I just become a, yeah. a surfer.
0: Dude, Cindy's so tubular. Cindy
1: so fucking taut. <laughs> So yeah, that's the uh, that's the fic. I like Like I said, it's called "My True Feelings" by Zepuka on archive of our own. I mm-hmm. thought it was a good fic. We got we got some good Jimmy Neutron reminiscent. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, not the best one we've read, but I think uh, I think it was interesting. It's the first like first person one yeah. we've read. Uh, I guess it really second it. second first what person first one, one we've read. One. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Reader and you are yeah. uh, Uncle Sam and Reader. So here we go. Yeah. Still, that Jimmy, would almost be second person because it's saying you. That's a second
0: person. That's fit. true. Jimmy, Jimmy and Cindy, great, great relationship. Second greatest relationship in this episode. Yeah, behind right. Uncle Sam. And yeah, Raider. of course. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uncle Sam and you, dear listener, mm-hmm. just yeah. doesn't have that complex mm-hmm. relationship no. like Uncle Sam yeah. and you. What are you stoked on, Ryan?
0: This week I'm stoked on um, so Chance the Rapper, uh, yep. big celebrity, everyone listens yep. to his music, whatever um He had a series of mixtapes before Coloring Book came out, which he won Grammys for and critical acclaim, mm-hmm. and they were forever kind of inaccessible. So not, I mean, people listened to him, but it's like it wasn't as easy. It was like you had to listen to yeah. YouTube, or you had to like download the mixtape. But the I think it was like the beginning of this week, they released. He released Day One Hundred, I think, is one is his first mixtape, mm-hmm. and then Acid Rap, which was his second mixtape. And they're on Spotify, they're on Apple Music, they're on Google Music, on everything. And they are so good, and it's just so trending right now.
1: They have to be on so Spotify. So
0: 2013 is when Acid Rap came out. That that's like my that was like high school. Like listening to that was yep. the absolute jam. And it has okay. If you're like a Chance fan because you listen to Coloring Book or you heard him, you know, team up with DJ Khaled and Justin Bieber, you're like, oh, Chance is cool. Please listen to Acid Rap. It's just packed with absolute bangers. Like I like it better than Coloring Book. It's just so. So good! It's got what I consider the best Chance the Rapper song, "Cocoa Butter Kisses." Got to give it a listen.
1: I will say you're you're the Chance expert between the two of us. I'm not
0: I'm not even an expert. I just like I remember listening to that in high school, and when it came back on, I was like, "There's no way this holds up." It holds up. It holds up. So jazzy, That's good. So good. He sounds so young. Does a collab with Gambino, Childish Gambino, which if they did today would like blow up the yeah.
1: world. But here they are with favorite song, another great tune um i'm looking on spotify it's not on any of the the charts the united states charts which is I, weird i mean it's all old music that yeah, came I guess out a long true. time ago so middle um, child by Jay cole still is though and that's a good song
0: yeah and yeah. it's funny, my, my friend he turned me on to this he he's like you should check out this chance guy acid rap mm-hmm. and i was like oh let me, oh yeah this is really good and then the next person he recommended he's like yeah, you got to listen to this album called sideline story Oh, Celine's story is a classic. I was listening to that the other day because because it, it just this brought me back to like the high school hip hop hustle yeah. phase. Yeah, I think Lost
1: Ones is one of the best songs. Jake, yeah, Cole could that ever is really yeah, a really heavy song. Really good. Mm-hmm. is like,
0: that perfect. That's another good. Yeah, one. That's a great
1: song. I just like songs with uh, messages, with meanings, uh, stories, mm-hmm. and I think that's a very good song. Absolutely. So. I am stoked if unless you're not stoked. I'm with done. I'm, Stoke. I'm, I'm, done. I'm currently stoked on community. Dude, we are a hashtag calling back to high school right now. Commun- the TV show. Yeah, me yeah the TV and- show. Yeah, I Josh started uh, Glover. rewatching it on Hulu. It's so good. It's so good. Dude, that show is like, amazing. That show could not be made today, especially yep. with some of the jokes it makes. But it's just so funny. It's so good. It's clever. It's great. I mean, it's just yeah, it's solid show. Yeah. I, I I miss how good it was and it I remember like going through it, it was just like Alright, like the the adventures are so big yeah. and like it was yeah. so wild and wacky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it definitely has its problems, it definitely has like things wrong with it, I guess. But like Give me an example. Give me some things wrong with it. Oh, I I think just the whole idea of going six seasons is kinda of stupid. No, too I'm much serious. too much. What? Was it too much? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean it's community college. I don't you don't need to be there for six years. I know some people are, unfortunately, which is totally fine. <laughs> no, no no. Like I'm I'm not knocking them, I'm not saying anything bad about it. But I'm just saying like, you know On the course that Jeff was on, I don't think he'd stick around for six years, you know?
0: He did because he loved them. Yeah, He was the
1: first to leave, though. He was, like, the impetus for the show ending. No. Donald Glover wasn't in the last few seasons.
0: No, but, like, his character leaves in, like, season three. Like, he's like, I'm graduating, guys, and he comes back as, like, a professor or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good show. It's, uh, one of the jokes that's really stuck with me is Annie, um, Alison Brie, who is... Forever Huge and Always, scenario. Bay. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, Everyone no, from that show got big, yeah. except for Greta. No,
0: I didn't say big. I said, I said
1: Bay. I know, but I'm just saying uh, that okay. everyone got big. For Alison Brie is, is banging. Mm-hmm. Very good looking. Yep. Very good looking woman. Mm-hmm. As respectfully as I can say that. Mm-hmm. Super hot. If you're listening, Alison Bree. Hey, I know you're married to Dave Franco, but uh, I've got a pretty successful fanfic podcast. You're much taller than Dave. Franco. I am much taller than Dave Franco. But it's uh Annie, Allison, Bree, needs to give a uh, sex ed demonstration and she's never seen a Wang before. A wiener, a mm-hmm. Star Spangled Ding dong before. A Jeff Wang or Wiener. Yes. And so she is like peeking through a peephole to see the display she's gonna be like doing the uh, um the demonstration on. And then she has Britta and Gloria look at it. That's her name, right? Gloria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she has them look at it and they look through the people and she goes, Oh my God, that's. Is that big? And Britta goes, Oh yeah. At the same exact time that Gloria's going, No, not at all. And it's- <laughs> <laughs> Britta is a little white girl. Gloria is a middle aged.
0: The actress who, who plays uh, Gloria, she's such a great actress. Yeah, she's, she's so uh,
1: good. She's. What's her name what's in Drake it, and Josh?
0: Is her name Yvonne? Oh, what's her name?
1: Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yvette Nicole. She's so good. She's in Drake and Josh.
0: Yep, she's the manager at yeah. the movie theater.
1: Yeah, who loves Drake but hates Josh. What a legend. Yeah. What a legend. It's a great is. show. So I'm stoked on that. I'm going back and watching it. It's just funny. It's lighthearted. It's quick. Senior uh, Chang, Senor Chang, Chang is awesome. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And even Chevy Chase, he's good in that. Yeah, yeah he is. I'll bet is scarily great yeah uh, danny pudding what is that guy in that guy's got to be in something uh he was in the show that tanked with vanessa hudges where they clean up stuff after superheroes blow it up oh based off the marvel comic i think like it was dc comic yeah
0: i think it was based off, i thought that it was marvel that was, was dc like, yeah could it probably was both yeah who knows so yes i'm stoked on community i'm stoked on the
1: community on the our community. community our community of listeners yeah thank you thank listeners. you dear listeners you guys are great today. So I think that's the episode. I think mm-hmm. that's the the conclusion of today's stories. You got you got some good some good articles out of us. You mm-hmm. got some good uh, fix out of us. A nice Jimmy Neutron th- hashtag Throwback Friday. Yeah. And uh, for all of you listening, I hope you had a great Fourth of say July. Throwback Friday. I did say Throwback. Friday. Isn't it a Flashback Friday? Flashback throwback Thursday. Back, the fuck it is. Way I back I, Wednesday. I'm terrible at social media. <laughs> long ago Tuesday and And, man you got a man it's been a while Monday and you're living in the past Monday man please just move on Monday I have a friend from back home who I don't think listens to this so I can say it but he always posts shit from like when he was in middle school and playing baseball he's like I remember when I cracked (laughs) at a home run those are the days it's like man homie man you're stuck in the past Monday. you just graduated college like go do something else instead of talking about how much you miss middle school baseball please (laughs) please so yes, thank you for listening. I have enjoyed this time. I hope you have as well, dear listener and Ryan. Obviously, you mm-hmm. always consider of Ryan's feelings, or at least I try to be. So I hope, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good day. I did. Yeah. I did. I enjoyed it very much. Ryan's actually working the midnight shifts now, so this is his evening, mm-hmm. even though this is my morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe for some of our listeners, it's a mornings for some of our listeners it's an evening. I hope you all enjoyed it. Good night to all yeah. the listeners. Yeah. Whether it was Independence Day for you or just a regular ass Independence Day, like if you're in America, I hope you had a great 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And, and a uh, 5th of July. And, and a 6th of, July, of yeah. July. I hope you just have a great week. Just great smashing time. through yeah. all those July yeah, days. You got it. Dog days of summer are upon us. If you have a hard time getting through it, mm-hmm. eh, you can make it through it. Yeah. We do time. we
0: have any Australian listeners?
1: Australian, the dog days of, dog of, days of, of winter, winter, yeah. And then their Christmas is in the summer, so <laughs> that's weird. Freaking crikey. Boys. Yeah, crikey. Crikey! We have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, we have a Tumblr, we have a YouTubes, we have an email. All of that is hmm We also have a Patreon. If you enjoyed us, please consider at least giving $1 a month. If not... Just at least consider leaving us a review, any review platforms that you have. We really appreciate it. They really help us. And uh, quite frankly, we need our ego stroked. So that's a good way to do it. <laughs> what was it? We need uh, anxiety to rise as you stroke our egos. What was that? What With the... each stroke, your anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hope you have a lovely day. Thank you for the listen. And Ryan, what should we remember?
0: You know. It may just be a normal day for you, but I hope you hope you listen to this podcast, you close your eyes, you lay back, and you, you zoomed through the stars, you bought candy bars, you were just a kid with a knack for invention, and uh, a little bit of love coming your way from Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam loves you. Happy Fourth of July.
1: Thank you from WSMFF.
0: WSMFF in, in the, the morning! morning.